0: Welcome to D. Hall and Dragons, a real play D&D podcast about four high school students who get sucked into a world of fantasy and magic and have to set out on a quest to find their way home, but not before they find find themselves themselves along the way. way. That's my line, you asshole. (laughs) My name's Riley Wesson, and I am this campaign's Dungeon Master, and I'm joined by my friends, my players, and allies of Girfin. Welcome, everybody. Uh, We love Girfin. (laughs) We
1: hate Griffin, Griffin, but we love Griffin.
0: I was kind of annoyed because I realized the other day it had been so long since we played that I completely forgot to make y'all roll for wild magic uh, last session. But we'll consider it a present because I also realized that uh, our last session was our one year anniversary of <gasps> D Hall and Dragons. No wow. was it was. Wow. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, October 11th was our first session. Aww. So wow, I'm
2: uh, here, guys. All right, well, yeah. no, I gotta go. So,
0: yeah, of uh, course, you do. <laughs> <laughs> this has been nice. Real emotion? No, thank you. <laughs> Bye. I've got an interesting one.
1: That uh, of course that I think, you do. Uh, I, I'm pretty sure I know what everyone's answer is going to be, but we'll just say it anyway. Who in the party would your character trust most with their life? Um, my name is Brandon Lindsay, and I play Cecil McNamara, and Cecil. Would absolutely trust James with his life at this point. Um, <laughs> one of the first interactions that Cecil had with James was in trusting that James would not reveal that he that he committed murder because <laughs> he wasn't ah. ready to to admit it to himself. Um but yeah, I think I think that's who Cecil would, would trust the most at this point. I think he also trusts Victoria and Brian He shouldn't
2: <laughs> <laughs> Yikes. Um, my name is Danielle Grisco and I play Brian Tolkien for the sake of this podcast. Um, Brian trusts no man more than himself. <laughs>
1: yeah, that tracks. So yeah. Um, I kinda I kinda actually saw that one coming. Yeah.
2: Yeah. No, Brian trusts no man more than himself. Although if it had to be someone outside of himself within our party, it would be James. Um, because uh, Victoria is highly emotional and Cecil's a dumbass. So
3: Uh, love you too it's
2: just process of elimination at this point
3: (laughs) i'm andy dinehart and i play victoria hightower i know victoria like would trust cecil and james but actually in a pinch she would go to brian if she was in a tough spot i don't know why that is i think it's just their relationship that they have and the fact that brian is the one that holds her accountable the most um so i think i think she knows she could go to brian shouldn't
1: (laughs) (laughs) that was a mistake you goofed
4: hello my name is jackson pounds and i play james malden i i think at this point james holds basically everyone equally he does feel like he can uh trust everyone and and even you know when victoria decided to run off which (laughs) one of the first times of the podcast that James actually got really pissed off. Um <laughs> he trusts the fact that some people need to learn their own fucking decisions and learn their own consequences <laughs> and you know, learn from your own choices. So
0: uh and my name's Riley Wesson. Like I said, I'm this campaign's dungeon master. Um who do you trust? Yeah, yeah who do you, you, trust? To who pick one you trust who do you trust who do you pick trust? one person one person out of this group. I regret this so much. If you if you um, yourself have been
1: transported to the Forgotten Fields.
0: Oh gosh I guess I'd probably say Brandon. You
2: pick Cecil?
1: Wait, no br- wait, no Brandon uh, or Cecil?
0: Oh, I thought <laughs> oh. because I'm not a character, I'm a real person. I thought we were talking <laughs> about real people as well. Oh,
2: that's fair. Yeah, Brandon's a good choice.
0: But otherwise, absolutely James. No one I trust nobody else in this group.
2: Mm.
1: But please go on about how you would trust me with your life too. <laughs>
2: yeah, to elaborate more on it. <laughs>
0: So last session on D. Hall & Dragons, our heroes wrapped things up in Bummerfield, receiving a bit of Patty's inspiration as a result of helping him achieve a goal of his, and Cecil making the mature decision to go speak with Freddy's parents and tell them the partial truth of what happened the night before. After that, they made their way to Boomerfield, at Patty's suggestion, after finding a strange sliver of arcane energy next to Freddy's body, as he said they were quite advanced in the ways of Arcana. As they arrived at the Canal City, they realized things were a little bit off, noticing that most of the citizens they saw walking around were older and more adult, while the shopkeepers and workers were more children and teenagers. They discussed matters a bit with Gerfin, a morose teenager they met who was working in a clothing shop, only to be accosted by the city guards who accused them of ditching their jobs. As the chase ensued, some of the gang was captured, but they managed to escape with the help of their fellow students and a mysterious voice that spoke to Victoria as they weaved along the water, eventually escaping down a manhole cover and making their way through underground passageways and meeting with the owner of the voice, a slender teenage girl with a mischievous look that welcomed them to the resistance. And that is where we are now. You guys are in this underground passageway. There's decaying rock and stuff around you. And the only light right now is this stone in this girl's hands. Again, you get a closer look at her, and she's kind of wearing a sort of short cape around her neck and a leather top with leather bottoms as well, and these calf high boots. And you notice that she has a rapier on her side, as well as on her other hip, she has like a pretty sizable, it looks almost like a rock. Uh, that kind of hangs from her waist well i uh I'm glad that I was able to help the four of you escape those uh nasty city gods. I don't think I've seen you around the city before are you Are you new here?
3: Uh, yes, um we just got here uh, i I guess we didn't understand exactly how things work, and yeah, we super were trying warm to blend welcome. in um yeah.
0: They don't exactly tell newcomers the rules here in Boomerfield. Nasty bunch out there. And... I should...
3: Hmm? Yeah, uh, no, uh, go ahead. I, I was just going to ask your name and the rules um,
0: of oh, the city. well... Um, the
3: rules can come first. That's so really fine.
0: <laughs> well, I was just about to introduce myself anyway. My name is Renee Kelly. I lead the resistance here in Boomerfield. Uh, we call ourselves the Runaways original thank you i guess (laughs) this is how
3: brian shows people that he likes them. (laughs)
0: he hasn't he just
3: met this person
2: brian doesn't trust people (laughs) Getting we gotta warm Um, up to it victoria
0: (laughs) as for the rules of the city um i'll explain as we walk follow me uh and she turns and starts to make her way down the underground passageway
3: um I'm going to follow. She kind of saved us. Or walk after Victoria.
4: Yeah, I mean, unless you want to go back
1: up the manhole. Like, yeah,
4: there's really
3: no else there's really, That's do? it. That's the option.
4: Bye, guys. i got to go. Out.
1: Just throw myself in jail real quick. Bye. Um, I'll head up the rear.
0: Okay. And as Renee leads you down the corridor, you see that the rocks start to give way to a bit of older stone as you sort of walk into what you can gather to be almost like catacombs of the city. Yes, so um Boomerfield wasn't always like this. Um they were very concerned with uh ways of the arcane, discovering new magical means and such. They decided that uh as they grew older, um that they needed more time to study and learn these things, and so they decided to start passing off the manual labor and the menial tasks to the youth of the city. They enacted a law about 10 years ago now that any child from ages 8 to 18 had to serve out a 10-year stint as laborers in the city. They viewed it as, oh, this is fantastic, this works out so well, but of course the people that made the laws were not 8 to 18 and didn't have to work. So I and my compatriots uh ran away and we have formed uh our little resistance that is attempting to right the wrongs that are occurring here in the city but what brings the four of you to boomerfield
4: renee was
0: it yes renee you can call me ren
4: ren um Oh, for God's sakes. Um.
0: <laughs> Both Andy and Danielle just lean back with the biggest smiles on their face. I
2: love her! Same. Okay. We're um, gonna romance the shit out of this This character. is gonna be a bad idea. Is- okay,
4: cool, <laughs> uh Ren, you said that uh, the older people in the town um, are dedicated to studying arcane magic and and like further mysteries and secrets of it. Does that mean mm-hmm. most of the old people here are primarily mages?
0: A good number of them are, but there are some that just live in Boomerfield. At this point, it's become a glorified assisted living center. <laughs> uh, but yes, certainly many mages in the city. And I—I I never caught your names. Oh, who, who are you?
3: Yeah, sorry. Um, hi, I'm Victoria. Uh,
4: Cecil. Uh, James.
3: Brian.
0: <laughs> Roll a charisma check.
2: <laughs> I'm gonna spit my tea. Uh, uh 20. 20?
0: <laughs> yes. Yeah, Ren gives you all a nod, shakes your hands. Pleasure to make your acquaintances.
2: So what's the goal of the Runaways? Like, what are you guys, what are your demands? What are you, what are you doing?
0: Well, we hope to reverse, uh, the law that is forcing children into labor.
2: Like are like are we we're looking for like a majority vote here like what are how does this uh
0: it's sort of tough to run anything like a majority vote, seeing as the mayor and the higher powers here in the city have control of all of those lovely suits of armor from what we've gathered, they have some sort of device in the mayor's mansion that controls all of them
1: have you ever? Have you ever defeated one? Have you Oh ever-
0: yes, you you can defeat them to be sure, but they just have such strength in numbers, you must understand. Well
3: how many how many numbers are there in the runaways?
0: Well, we're not all fighters, per se. Huh. Um we have many in our numbers, but many are just young children that sure. we manage to sneak away. But that's all a lot of uh material and such to digest, so uh we can talk more once we make it back to our base unfortunately i haven't quite been in the catacombs in this area um slipping down that manhole cover was sort of a improvised move i think we should be able to make it back if we follow this waterway
3: wait wait before we
2: go in any direction um brian casts zone of truth and uh and i just look at ren and i'm like I'm, I'm going to need you to, to walk into this zone and, and talk to me about your intentions of leading us in any direction. Oh,
0: I, of course, I understand. New in town, hard to know who you can trust. So uh, she steps into the zone. And you can you can tell that she willingly fails the saving throw, doesn't put up any resistance. Um, my goal is to if we follow this waterway, I believe it should bring us to the runaways hideout or our current hideout.
2: And what do, what do we plan to do there? Is that a safe place for us?
0: For now, yes.
2: So you mean us no harm?
0: I mean you no harm. I'm just trying to help.
3: Okay.
0: Brian, also roll me a d20. Five.
3: Five. Okay. He's a little rough around the edges, but he means well. Um, We've just kind of dealt with people our age before, and not always super trustworthy, so...
0: That's fair. It's hard to know who you can trust. Are you are you okay, Brian?
2: <laughs> it's just, it just never. I've just most people in this realm like are either completely trusting or completely untrusting, and I haven't met a person before that can genuinely admit that it's okay to trust people, but it's difficult to do so here. And it's just so balanced, and I wasn't expecting it.
0: <laughs> well, the four of you will find that I'm full of surprises. <laughs> <laughs> All right.
2: <laughs> Jackson, I've fallen in love with an NPC. I've yes, got to go.
0: <laughs> As you guys finish up this conversation, you come to the edge of this sort of waterway and there seems to be a, a bit of a raft uh, that is kind of pulled up on shore. If we follow the current, I'll know where we will need to get off to get to the hideout.
1: Um, I don't mind piloting this thing if, if you need someone to... I mean, you can just tell me where to go
0: uh absolutely sure yes
3: go for it boy scout sure
1: um yeah i look for a way to steer the the raft
0: if you step into the water you feel there's kind of like a current there's like a a big stick sitting on the raft that you can basically like kind of use to sort of guide it but more than anything you're just waiting on the raft and following the current oh
1: well yeah i'll i'll, I'll slowly just push this along
0: brilliantly done <laughs> you guys all climb on this raft uh, and you begin to kind of drift down the water.
3: It's like underground gondola. <laughs> yeah.
0: <laughs> and yeah, as you're going, you can see that down here, sort of like moss has started to grow on the ceiling. And there's Ooh. like some like vines that are starting to hang down. And you see the the rocks on the side of the tunnel have kind of worn away and are kind of smoothed uh, at this point.
3: Um, This might be a bit of a stretch. Has anyone ever come through Boomerfield? She goes by the hand
0: me roll a history check. I don't believe I've ever met her myself, but I've heard some people speak of her from time to time. From what I've heard, she would sometimes visit the mayor, but I'm not quite sure what they discussed. And, Victoria, as you bring up the hand, everybody roll me a history check, please.
2: <laughs> oh. <laughs>
0: Brian's so smitten he just can't. <laughs> yeah. It's a 12.
2: 26.
0: Okay. At this point, James is kind of like looking into the water a little bit, and sort of <laughs> dozing off, and Brian and Victoria are just staring at Ren. But Cecil, as Ren discusses the hand with Victoria, you remember a note that the four of you found back in the Bounty Hunters Guild. Yeah. In Spiteful Field, a note with the hand sigil uh, on the bottom that says...
1: Operative sent to B slash Emmerfield.
3: <gasps> That's right! Uh, oh my gosh.
1: Yeah, I'll I'll make sure to share that with the group. Um, Ren, I... I don't know, it seems kind of wild that this is how Boomerfield operates. There's gotta be a, at least a couple of adults here who are sympathetic, right? There's gotta be someone you can turn to.
5: There are a few adults in the resistance but they're so much
0: they're adults that were a part of the resistance that sort of aged out and could go back to society if they wished but they decided to stick with living in the catacombs and um really not being any used to anything they're
3: like the guys who graduate they're, they're from moochers, high school but so. constantly come back
0: yes yeah The resistance is sort of split into factions of us, the runaways, and them who call themselves the hideaways. Um, And they're sort of lays around, throw parties and such down here underground. A good number of them are adults, but just don't really concern themselves with much.
1: It seems like there's been a lack of motivation to make an effort towards... Change. ...equality here and change, yeah. It seems like this has just been the status quo.
0: Pretty much, yes. And as you guys continue this conversation, you've been sort of drifting along the water. Ren kind of perks up as she sees a path off to the side. She goes, oh, I believe it should be this way. Uh, And as you kind of reach this path, the current slows down to where you're just sort of drifting, bobbing up and down in the water on your raft. But as you round the corner, you see, actually, as you're rounding, first you hear these... Very light footsteps, almost like glass stepping on stone. She says, tink, 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 ding," And you hear Ren mutter under breath, oh, son of a bitch. And as you round the corner, you see these two little porcelain dolls that are standing in the tunnel.
1: What are oh, they? Is, is this a good thing or a bad thing?
0: It's a very bad thing. I- oh. Victoria as you go what are they and you kind of lean forward you see like the faces of these porcelain dolls start to kind of twist and oh! mesh and get these like hideous grins on their face and this like jet black hair they have start to become ah! really stringy and mangy and they go do you want to but play everybody roll initiative yes Ew. 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 yes sir. no i don't Let's like them.
2: go Fifteen. Yeah,
1: fifteen.
2: Eighteen. I rolled
1: a five. Oh, sorry, sixteen. Oh, sorry, (laughs) 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 forty-five.
0: So, you start preparing for battle as you see these dolls, their features are, like, morphing, and they're just wearing, like, very Victorian, frilly little dresses, but with these just hideous looks on their faces.
1: Absolutely not.
0: (laughs) (laughs) As you're preparing <laughs> to battle, you hear from down the tunnel the way you guys were headed. Uh, you hear down the tunnel... In the moon hits the sky like a big pizza pie. that's amore. And you see a gondola that's like really broken down is starting to slide its way through the water. Ah. And you see these three worn out gondoliers that appear to be like scarecrows that have been thrown into gondolier outfits that are all holding like these oars but are just moving like really rigidly and you can see in their eyes is the same sort of like flickering arcane glow that you guys saw in the suits of armor as well well this just is perfect isn't it
2: (laughs) I got this guys
0: (laughs) And I should also describe you guys are in the raft right now and the gondoliers have pulled up and they're about 15 feet away from you guys, but there's water in between them. And the same with the dolls on the shoreline. They are also about 15 feet away with water in between. And there is this like lichen moss uh, vines that are hanging from the ceiling as well. First up is the gondoliers. The
3: gondoliers.
0: <laughs> it's, it's not like a really bad doo-wop group. Yeah. And you see their heads like turn and kind of snap a little bit as they look to see the five of you on this raft. And uh, they are each going to look at... Let me see who they look at, actually. Oh, no. Okay, so...
2: Um, I would also like to take this opportunity to say that part of my um, level up is that while I am conscious, all friendly creatures within a 10 feet radius of me get a plus two to all saving throws at all times. That's right. Oh. Yes. Oh.
0: I forgot to mention, everyone has uh, leveled up since our last session, so we got some new goodies to play with. And we're all level six. Yes, right we're all level seven. six, not level yes. seven, Danielle. Level
2: six. <laughs> I, listen, <laughs> I don't know how it happened, but I went back down.
0: So the scarecrows look at one looks at cecil one looks at brian and one looks at james and i need each of you to make a wisdom saving throw Add plus
2: two. 20
1: that is 23 11
0: okay james you just barely pass as they Ooh. all look at the three of you with their terrifying glare and you feel this pit in your stomach and you're almost frightened of them for a second but then you kind of Pull yourself together. So that is the gondolier's turns, and that brings us to Cecil. Okay.
1: I am going to reach into my backpack and produce my wand, Mm -hmm. and I'm going to point it at the space of water in between uh, the two rafts, and uh, I'm going to cast Conjure Animals. Of course. (laughs) Several tentacles reach out of the water and begin pulling up these two giant octopi. Nice. And I immediately begin sending them towards the other raft.
0: These can't fit in our gondola. <laughs> <laughs> we just give rights to humans. Stay back. Stay back.
1: Uh, on the first one, on the first giant octopus, I'm going to send them just towards the closest gondolier. Yep. Scarecrow. Nasty boy.
0: That's Amore. Eh?
1: And it's going to... Whip out one of its tentacles and try and like grab it by the throat. Huh? That is an eighteen to hit. That'll hit. <laughs> that is nine points of bludgeoning damage, and it is grappled. Okay. It doesn't it doesn't make a save? It's just grappled.
0: Yep. I also need you to make me a d twenty roll, please. Yes. Six.
1: Cool. And then the second giant octopus is going to do another thing. Is going to attack. Uh, just another one. Just <laughs> oh, another. God not as good a 14 to hit
0: that'll still hit all right nice they're just little gondoliers they're skinny boys
1: wow 14 points of bludgeoning damage and another one is grappled
0: cool two gondoliers are grappled
1: and then for a bonus action my hawk spirit totem is going to appear on my shoulder and just begin hovering there flapping right next to me ah! and that's going to be the end of my turn
0: and what does the hawk spirit give one again
1: everyone has advantage on perception checks but I can also give someone advantage on an attack roll with my reaction.
0: Cool. These condoliers are like wrapped in these tentacles. Uh, they go, we're not serving calamari today. Please stop. And Cecil, that is your turn. And but I am. <laughs> and that takes us to Ren. You see her kind of grit her teeth, takes a deep breath, and you see her reach for uh, the rock that is kind of hanging from her waist. She presses it a few times and it starts to play music and she is going to activate her blade song. And so with that, she will have uh, a plus to her AC and she has, I believe advantage on acrobatics checks. Um,
1: it immediately kills every enemy. <laughs> in one stroke. <laughs> they all just start dancing yeah.
0: along. So she is going to start playing this music. And for now she's going to stay on the raft, uh, but she is going to cast magic missile and these three little darts are going to appear next to her they're each going to shoot towards the gondoliers and let's see first one takes four damage three damage and two damage
1: are those the ones that are grappled
0: she hits one of each
1: oh okay
2: nice
0: and that will bring us to brian
2: great uh how do how do the octopus how do the octopuses work? Does Cecil have to call them off on his turn, or can there
1: they... are just two octopi just having fun, having their way with these with these nasty boys? Also, don't
0: say having their way with these. <laughs> no, <laughs> <laughs> don't give me that look. I
1: mean, one is named uh, Poseidon.
3: Poseidon? Yeah. I just here one here's is named my...
1: Poseidon, and the, the other is named uh, uh, Henry.
0: Literally nobody
1: Here's asked. Here's
2: my outside of the game question. I want to do something, but it very well may hurt the octopi. Is this a bad thing?
1: Uh, they have too many hit points.
2: <laughs> okay. Uh, so Brian looks at Cecil and goes, calamari is not a bad idea. And he points his fingers towards the gondoliers and casts burning hands towards the very flammable scarecrows. Jeez. Oh, that's awesome.
0: They're also grappled
1: as well.
2: They're also...
0: <laughs> are you casting that as a paladin spell or from your staff? From my staff. Gotcha. Okay.
2: But it says that I have to use my hands to cast it in a very specific motion. Yeah,
0: yeah. I just want to make sure, because si- si- since you're casting from the staff, it doesn't uh, incur the wild magic. Nice. What is the DC for that?
2: Uh, 13 dexterity
0: saving 13. Throw. They are almost certainly going to fail this. Um, and
1: do the two that are grappled have yeah. the advantage on this?
0: Yes. Hell yeah. Okay, so first one fails... Second one fails, and the last one fails as well.
2: Um, so each creature that fails takes 3d6 fire damage.
0: Okay. And because they are scarecrows, they are vulnerable to fire. So they take 6d6 <gasps> nice. fire damage. Um, but oh my also, gosh. also, in
2: addition to um, attacking each of them individually, the fire also instantly ignites any flammable objects in the area. So the boat is also on fire.
0: Jesus Christ. <laughs> Great. Brian woke up and chose violence today. Roll your damage. Six, <laughs> 11. 11 okay so that's 22 damage total uh so you absolutely immolate all three of these gondoliers oh my gosh these four little scarecrows so Rand like puts on some music and fires off these three little darts and then Brian just just burns down the entire (laughs) gondola and these scarecrow gondoliers are just screaming in mock agony as they burn along with their boat uh and is there anything else you want to do brian
2: (laughs) i um brian turns and looks at victoria and went small flames out of your hands and then just keeps staring at the boat
3: (laughs) fuck you brian
2: (laughs) brian stares
0: into the flames as the flames are reflected in his iris uh and that's victoria's turn
3: (laughs) victoria's impressed She's like, she's mad, but she's impressed. <laughs> so then she's going to turn to one of the little dolls centered directly on them. She literally digs her hand into her backpack, pulls out a piece of like a uh, crystal that her mom gave her. And she literally drops to uh, like the, the bottom of the raft, covers her ears. And there's a loud shatter sound that is placed over the dolls. Okay. And they have disadvantage because I'm assuming they're made out of stone crystal or metal or something inorganic.
0: Um yeah it is inorganic so yeah sure
3: yeah uh what constitution saving throw of 13 We're just
0: every just.
1: every spell that does the most damage to these things
0: yes damn second one. I, second one rolled a 20 and a one nice uh so yeah they both fail roll for damage fantastic
3: let me get my 4d8 16 points of damage okay could have been better but not bad
0: uh yeah this just <laughs> crackling of sound reverberates around them as they kind of shake uh and you see their their faces grow like even more twisted and upset ah. we just want to play just play with no. us
3: no go to, go, to go, to sleep, sleep. go to sleep go to sleep
0: is there anything else you want to do victoria
3: uh i just turn to brian and i go uh, good job and <laughs> bardic inspiration for brian
0: <laughs> great <laughs> Really coming into her own there. (laughs) So with that, that is the doll's turns. And one of them is going to look at Victoria as she just cast the shatter spell. And the other one uh, is going to look at, I'll say Brian, uh, because he burned down the the boat across the water. uh, And they look at both of you and they say, let's all play together. Uh, I need both of you guys to make a wisdom saving throw.
2: And you get a plus two.
3: Okay. Oh, that's, that's a good thing.
2: Yeah, me too. 12. Six.
0: Okay, uh, Brian, you just barely pass, but as you do, you feel like you just really want to stab Cecil right now.
2: How is this different than any other moment of Brian's life? <laughs> <laughs> like, is it stronger than usual or is it just like I'm very aware of it? It's a
0: very, very strong feeling, but you kind of think you're like, no, I need to restrain myself like I do every time. But from this intense feeling of wanting to commit violence you take uh nine psychic damage and victoria Uh, this doll looks at you and uses its incite violence on you
3: oh nice (laughs) on your next
0: turn uh you must use your action to attack the nearest creature to you great which since you guys are all on the raft we'll probably just we'll probably just roll to see who you try and hit
3: cool awesome
0: Play, play, come over here and play.
3: Do I take any damage from that?
0: No, you don't take any damage. Oh, okay, okay. You actually only take damage if you succeed on it.
3: Wow.
1: So, because someone else takes damage.
3: Yeah, Yeah, exactly.
0: (laughs) And James, that's your turn. Um, I'm gonna (laughs) shoot at the dolls. (laughs) What a surprise.
1: Uh, I send my hawk spirit to sit on your shoulder, James, and give you advantage on this attack.
4: (laughs) Thank God. Okay, so 14 and 12.
0: Uh, The 12 will miss, but the 14 will hit. Uh, But before you do that, I forgot about one of the uh, doll's abilities. I need Victoria to make two wisdom saving throws for me. Oh, my gosh. Two
3: more? Okay, so one (laughs) is a 21, and the other one is a six.
0: (laughs) Hey, the 21 will pass. The six will not. Uh, and as you do damage to this thing, uh, it uses its transmit pain ability, and you take four psychic damage.
5: Oh, great! Cool. I fucking hate dolls.
0: You're supposed to take care of us, not hurt us. James, uh, yeah, roll me your damage. That'd be nine. Nine damage, okay. And make me a wisdom saving throw. Plus two.
4: I have twenty-one.
0: Yes, you pass. You are a-okay. You feel absolutely no remorse for shooting at this doll. Uh, It just like the arrow sticks into its eye.
5: Ow! Why would... No! Ow! They're
0: getting so
2: creepy. (laughs) They were already creepy. (laughs) They're turning into like those dolls that are in the one car on the train of um, Polar Express. Right. Exactly. Oh, no. Exactly.
1: Cecil, that's your turn. Okay. How bad is Victoria looking at the moment? Not bad. Okay. But she's she
2: just her eyes. She's
1: she's got a crazy look in her <laughs> eye. Okay, sorry. I was gonna try and get rid of that for you, but I can't.
5: Uh,
0: that won't work. She's our playmate. Yeah. Oh no.
2: <laughs> Riley, you were born for this role.
0: I just need a Victorian dress.
1: <laughs> I am going to leap off the raft and charge up to the to the dolls, and yeah, I'm gonna take my my baseball bat, and I'm gonna take a big old crack over
0: one. Okay, are you wading through the water or are you trying to swing from a vine and get over there?
3: Um, Oh, oh, no. no. The least athletic. Of course i have
0: got to
1: swing from a vine.
3: My man. No, 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 no. I'm the
1: athlete. Make me an athletics
0: check. Get that minus two.
1: Hey, that's pretty good. A 17.
0: Yeah. Wow. You jump, and as you jump, Henry sticks out a tentacle for you to step on, and you leap off of it, grab the vine, and swing over uh, and land next to the dolls. 23 to hit. Roll for damage.
1: I see Cecil has been studying James' acrobatics. Yeah. He <laughs> was very impressed. And he wanted to take after. Oh, <gasps> that is 12 points of bludgeoning damage. Oh, boy. Crack it right across the, the porcelain skull.
0: All right. As you make contact, uh, make me a wisdom saving throw. Psh, easy peasy. You do not get the plus two from this. Okay. Um, we can't touch him. 17. Uh, you also feel no remorse for bludgeoning this thing. It, like, rolls on the ground and, like, rolls a few feet away and then just kind of gets back up uh, uh, and ah. looks at you <laughs> with this little grin and is, we can play more. Come on, let's play more. <laughs>
1: Everyone vomits into the sewer water.
0: <laughs> is there anything else you want to do?
1: Um, I'm going to just turn to my, my new friends, Poseidon and Henry, and I'm going to say... <laughs> Finish them off, buds.
0: Roll, roll to hit.
1: Yeah, they have a reach of 15 feet,
0: so... I've really got to start taking Conjure Animals into account more, because these encounters need to be way harder.
1: Also, they had they have 16 extra hit points. Okay, cool, whatever. Yeah. It's not, <laughs> I haven't hit them yet, who fucking cares?
0: 23 to hit. Great. Yeah, that hits.
1: 11 <laughs> points of bludgeoning damage to the one that I just hit.
0: Okay. Uh, and, that thing is nearly done for.
1: And uh, Henry's going to hit the other one. That is a 14 to hit.
0: Uh, that just hits.
1: Alrighty. Six points of bludgeoning damage. Okay. And both of them are now grappled.
5: That's good. Okay. New friends, new friends. Oh no,
0: you're, you guys are slimy. They, these things are wrapped up in these tentacles, uh, and that is Ren's turn. Uh, she's going to jump across... Uh, so she rolls a 15 and just like two steps, leaps across, grabs the vine, swings to the other side, does like a backflip and lands next to Cecil. And she is going to sneak attack this grappled doll. She is absolutely going to hit and her sneak attack is 2d6. So she hits with her rapier, 10 damage reduced to five, but this thing's dead. Uh, She stabs this thing right through the eye, skewers it, uh, and it kind of twitches a little bit on the end of her rapier and then just slumps over (laughs) and... She is going to use her bonus action and use her master of tactics and give Brian advantage on his next attack. You've
3: got inspiration and advantage. If you
1: don't hit this thing, you're out of the party. (laughs) We're kicking you out.
0: Well, I'm going to. She gets around with Henry that has this thing grappled and just like puts her arms underneath its tiny little shoulders and just like holding it still. She's like, I've got it lined up for you. Just go for it.
2: Wow, I could actually learn from this person. This is a weird feeling. Oh, wait. And he looks at the staff and he casts magic missile. Okay. So all three darts are going towards this live doll.
0: Great. Roll me 3d4. Four,
2: two, six, uh, eight.
0: Great. These darts fly out that look remarkably similar to what Ren just cast. Uh, and they <laughs> drill into this thing and it flinches as it is held by this, uh, <laughs> by this tentacled monster. And Victoria, that's your turn. You immediately turn and try and stab James.
3: Oh no! I'm so sorry.
0: Roll to hit. This is what happens.
3: Oh, I'm sorry. I'm so sorry. <laughs> this is 22 to hit. Yeah. The hit. one time.
0: The one time. <laughs> <laughs> the one time you actually hit what something, the Victoria. Fuck,
3: Victoria.
0: Yep. Roll damage.
3: That's all. The, five, five points of damage.
0: <laughs> yeah. So James watches Brian fire these magic missiles. And he's like wow not bad and all of a sudden he feels like this just like sting (laughs) in his thigh and he looks and victoria's just looking at him with a dagger stuck into his thigh
3: i also have two attacks per action when using a one-handed weapon so i think i would try to stab him again no that's that's
0: only guns
3: (laughs) it's only the pistol thank god okay cool
0: i take a pistol put it to your thigh and pull the trigger. <laughs> and as you stab, the haze of violence kind of fades away from your head. It does. You are okay now for this turn. Ah, uh, uh,
3: James, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> <He doesn't laughs> say
0: anything. James silently uh, endures the more. pain. Uh, is there anything else you want to do, Victoria?
3: No. Oh, Yes. Um uh as a bonus action I'm going to cast healing word at first level and and heal James. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Great.
3: <laughs> this is the most hypocritical
2: thing Victoria's ever done and she's done a lot of things. It's four points back. I okay. hey,
0: nice. <laughs> there you go. She pulls out the dagger and as she's saying, "Sorry, sorry, sorry, sorry." It just like immediately stitches up and there's just like a little bit of a scar left over. Uh and Victoria roll me a d20 as well.
3: Okay. 15.
0: You're good. That brings us back to the doll the remaining doll uh first i need to roll a d6 to see if it regains its use it rolled a two so it does not but it will slam into cecil that is next to it
1: it is grappled
0: but you are right next to it so it should still be able to reach you i believe fine (laughs) yeah (laughs) so it is going to wow yeah both attacks miss as it just slams its head back and forth, trying to reach Cecil. But Henry just kind of like pulls it back a little bit. Nope. nope. And James, that's your turn. <laughs> um, <laughs> just,
4: after that event, he's just like, yeah, figures. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, Victoria would be the one to betray us. No! She's gone to the dark side. Um, <laughs> yes, do it. Yeah, I'm gonna uh, I'm gonna shrug that off because he he knows it's not her fault. Sort of. Um, <laughs> maybe he he doesn't quite know, right? It was. Could, uh, she
5: wanted to do sorry. that. She wanted to stab you. Fuck off,
1: doll.
4: All right, well, now I'm definitely gonna fucking fire at the doll.
5: <laughs> <laughs>
1: uh, I'll use my reaction to let my hawk spirit scream in your ear. Okay, so 19 then. That one of them hits.
0: Great. Yeah. yeah, roll for damage. Get him. Oh. Four. Great. You guys are just slowly chipping away at this tiny little doll. Fucking kill it. I'm fucking kill it.
5: Why? I just wanted to play. You already killed my sister.
0: Cecil, it's your turn.
1: Um, I'm just going to instruct Henry to grab this thing, wind up, and smash it into the wall as hard <laughs> as, <laughs> as possible. Literally just like... Just fling it, whiplash it into the wall
0: <laughs> Great, uh, roll 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 to hit
1: Whiplash Roll to whiplash That is a natural 19
0: Okay, roll for damage
1: What would you consider this damage? Do you want to just use the same damage for the tentacles? Yeah Just yeet it, throwing it as hard as possible <laughs> Just yeet it Hey, two sixes, let's go 15 points of bludgeoning damage As this thing is rocketed into the wall Cecil Show your work.
2: Yes! Yeah. absolutely.
1: I'll I'll just point to Henry and I'll go. Yeet it. Blanc boy. Yeet it.
2: Wait, I'm adding that to my command vocabulary. And just
1: smashes it out of the wall, just reducing it to, to a powder. A porcelain powder.
0: Uh Henry reels back and just chucks this thing against the wall and just, just disappears into a, a mist <laughs> of porcelain. The, the, the tiny voice a good of the doll. Sound. <laughs> <laughs> As it streaks through the air. <laughs> and you guys are left with a burning gondola on the other side of the water behind you. And James and Victoria and Brian are all on the raft currently. And you guys slowly row the boat over to the the walkway.
1: I'll turn to Ren and I'll go, would you like to ride one of my octopi? As I, as I stand on top of Poseidon and look majestic holding my... <laughs> magic bat
0: (laughs) roll me a charisma check idiot fucking everyone is hitting on this fucking woman
2: (laughs) (laughs) brian has not hit on her damn
0: she's too sexy
2: did you roll?
0: It's either a 20 or a 1. It's got to be a natural one. Come,
2: it's on. A one. It's Come a one. on. It's a one. It's a one. Yeah.
1: Yeah, so you. <laughs> For a total of three, excuse me. Jesus.
0: You stand atop Poseidon. As you kneel, one of your knees gets I just stuck. just slipped in a... directly off. <laughs> yeah, one of your knees gets stuck in a, su- a suction cup and you get like pulled forward a little bit and you just tumble down. Oh shit. <laughs> Are you all right? That looks rather painful.
1: I'm fine. <laughs> I'm spitting up like super water.
0: (laughs) (laughs) You rolled into the powder left behind by the doll, and your mouth is just filled (laughs) with porcelain. (laughs) In the back of your head, you hear, "Let's play." No.
1: (laughs) I'll turn to Poseidon and Henry, and I'll say, "Thank you, friends," and I'll give them all. uh, I'll give them both a high five on one of their tentacles.
0: They high five you, and your hand gets stuck to their tentacles both times, uh, and they pop them off, and they both give you a, a tentacled salute. And they bloop, 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 drift back into the water. Well, um, the four of you are quite handy in a fight, aren't you? Well done.
1: Well, the three of us.
3: Who are you talking about? You. I tried! You just stabbed you James. You straight up stabbed James. They did something to me. I'm sorry, James. I'm sorry. I still did damage. To James? No, I, I yes! cast a spell too and hurt the little guys. Whatever. It's
1: okay. She's still new to casting spells, Ren, Shut up! Are those things common down here? Gonna have to run into more of those?
0: Not very. Especially not this near to our hideout. As I said, I wasn't expecting to see them. They're, uh... We call them Little Susies. <laughs> yes. Rather disgusting name, I know. They're a, uh, a line of dolls that were popular here in Boomerfield years ago. Old people have a weird thing with dolls that they like to collect them. But after a time, they got thrown out. And uh, because of the extreme amount of magical residue down here, they sort of take on a mind of their own and uh, tend to feel rather rejected by their previous owners.
3: Can Victoria do something while they're having this conversation? The other one that wasn't turned to powder, that's probably just like over on the side and shattered. Mm -hmm. Can she inspect it to see if there are any similarities to it and little guess?
0: Uh, sure. Roll me an investigation check.
3: Okay.
0: Uh, 15. Uh, you can kind of see you're sort of like peeking in your bag and looking at little Gus. And every, every time you like look back and forth, he kind of waves at you <laughs> uh, from inside. Hey, hey. Oh, 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 hey, you're back. Oh, hey, hey. Uh, and you get the sense that they're a little bit similar, but little Gus seems to be more advanced. He seems to have his own conscience. Ah. And motivations for things, whereas these dolls were just driven by pure emotion and negative feelings and such. And because okay. of the magical residue in Boomerfield, they just happened to take on this sort of nasty form.
3: Okay. In design or make, though, do they look at all similar in structure? I know, I know they are like little porcelain dolls and he's like a hand puppet, but... I'm just trying to see if there's any, like...
0: You just answered your own question.
3: Okay, 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 <laughs> cool. All right. That's the
1: DM's way you of know. saying dumb question.
0: <laughs> no, I just, I mean, it's a porcelain doll and a puppet. No, they don't yeah, look Yeah, some,
3: some puppets have, like, like...
0: Porcelain heads? The thing
2: they have in common is absolutely how fucked up and creepy they are.
1: <laughs> when you say magical residue, is that from just sort of a hyperactive community using magic all the time i'm very new to how magic works i didn't know it left a residue
0: well again when there's a place like Boomerfield that uses it this much uh it tends to seep a little bit the gondoliers that you saw were also a sort of failed experiment sort of a predecessor to the guards that you now see obviously now they decided that uh children make better gondoliers than scarecrows
3: the adults in boomerfield do they stay the same age or oh they
0: definitely age
3: okay so so it's not like they're prolonging aging or anything like that or sucking like energy from the youth
0: no some have found magical ways to prolong their life a little bit but for the most part the populace just sort of sits back and lets children do the work
2: i know how that feels
0: Oh, really? Have you come from labor camps that force children to work as well?
2: No, not in a large-scale sense.
0: So you don't know what that's like, then?
2: I said I know how it felt. I didn't know how it was like. As an individual, on an individual level. I'm trying to empathize with you. I'm not great at it. I'm not saying that it's a skill <laughs> that I have.
1: <laughs> anyway, Ren. Are we close by
5: to... uh... Yes,
0: yes, we should be getting close now. Uh, And so she turns and uh, starts making her way deeper into the catacombs. You guys wind along the paths, taking a few turns here and there, and you eventually reach a door at the end of the tunnels. And she gives a specific knock on the door, and you see a little slat open up, and she whispers back and forth with the person on the other side, And after a little bit, they nod and close the slat. And after a few seconds, the door opens. Come on in and meet the Runaways.
2: I walk through the door after her. And um, as I pass through the doorway, I cast alarm um, from my staff on the doorway. Okay. So that anyone who is not either of my group or of the Runaways passes through, I'm the first person to know.
0: Okay. Uh, Yeah, you guys make your way inside... uh, And Brian, you cast this spell with this net and you guys walk into what looks almost like a underground version of the Lost Boys village in Hook. That's nice. generally what I was thinking. Oh,
3: so <laughs> hoping you were going to say that.
0: Yeah, you see, like zip lines going from different buildings and such, and kids kind of walking back and forth in a sort of center square, and you see a few someone
1: like skateboarding along on like a railway that goes around everything. Yeah. Oh, yeah.
0: You see, you see some rad teens skating around. Is
1: there just a basketball hoop for no reason?
0: Well, no, no. There, it's it's just a basket that is like posted up against a wall that some kids are like throwing a ball into. I clock that of course you do and you make your way in and there are sort of like tents set up and you can see a few like stations where uh there are kids that are sort of like reading books and such or organizing items and things and ren leads you through and um brian roll me a dexterity saving throw um 18 Okay, you almost get hit by a rad teen on a skateboard uh, (laughs) as they kickflip into your path, but you manage to stop right before it happens. And uh, Ren leads you through to the sort of living quarters, rows of tents and such uh, that kids stay in. There are some that are resting, relaxing, some that are like training outside or whatever. They don't really have a whole lot of weapons, so they're just kind of like doing a lot of calisthenics. Pretty poorly.
1: I clock that too. God.
0: And you all feel like this sort of brushing against your calves as weaving in between you and up to the front to get Ren's attention uh is a small little two and a half foot uh rat fault girl that comes up to Ren, Where have you been?
5: You've been you've been gone like all day. You were supposed to come back like three, four hours ago. And who who the hell are you for?
0: Oh my god, guys, it's Reaper Cheap.
5: Wren, <gasps> who is this? Hi,
3: we're new. Wren kind of saved us.
0: Oh uh, yeah, she has a bit of a propensity for that. We're heroes. Oh, heroes, you say? Mm, yeah.
3: Victoria gets down, like, on her knees and extends, like, her hand. It's very nice to meet you.
0: Don't patronize
5: me.
3: No, no, I, I wasn't. <laughs> she
0: spits at your feet, <laughs> crosses her arms, and you see she has, like, a little cap and it's turned sideways. Oh, she's a little punk.
3: What's
0: <laughs> What do you think that- do you, Did you think that was cool?
3: No, never mind.
0: It wasn't really cool. <laughs> Look, I don't know who you four newbies are, but I'm second in command here, alright?
3: That's awesome, I was trying to introduce myself. I'm Victoria, this is Cecil, James, Brian. Nice to meet you.
0: The name's Ratnus Severed Spleen.
3: Oh my god. Oh
2: my god. I'm so- upset
1: i'm i'm restraining like, my i'm restraining cecil wrong? from <laughs> from rearing same? up and, and punting what's this, this little you, rat child into the wall
0: what you want to fight
2: brian, brian doesn't get the reference so it's fine
0: <laughs> you want to fight little guy you want to go oh you <laughs> want i would oh, mop the floor oh, with you, you don't right even want to try you I don't even want to try
2: cecil we just got I'll here i'll feed
5: you to cecil. the children i'll feed you to the kids outside
1: listen like i told you we're we're heroes.
0: <laughs> she lets out like this huge cough as you're saying heroes. And Sorry, what was that? I mean,
3: now, granted, we did kind of save Spiteful Field and we turned Bummerfield around and yep. we saved the mirror of Newcomer
0: Field.
1: Yep. We d- we're basically three for three.
0: Oh, wonderful. Great. So does that mean you're going to save our city too?
1: Uh, hell yeah.
0: Yeah. All right. I'll believe it when I see it.
1: <laughs> okay. Like, wait like three days. Okay. We have a great track record right now, little rat child. Okay. I'm not going to be- Would you, down- yeah, right. you call me? Would you call me, little man? Yeah, that's right. Would you call me? She like right. puffs up her I'm chest. I'm not going to be talked down to.
0: <laughs> As you were saying <laughs> that in a flash, Ratness slides up your body and has a knife to your throat and oh is like whispering in your Just try it. I'll gut you like a fish, shithead.
2: That is the coolest thing I've ever seen.
0: (laughs) Yeah, she pulls her knife away like so quickly and deftly that it cleanly cuts off the one piece of facial hair that Cecil was growing uh, as it flutters off into the distance. (laughs) As she whips her knife back and (laughs) and tucks it in her belt and slides back down Cecil's leg.
1: Does Ratnus play basketball?
0: Oh,
5: you want to go? Yeah.
0: You want to ball up? Yeah. You want to ball up with me? I absolutely do. Hey, kids,
5: clear the court. We're doing one-on-one.
0: And they <laughs> all, like, immediately shoot to attention and, like, nod and roll the ball over to Ratness.
3: Victoria slides behind Cecil, looking looking Ratness in the eyes and goes, may the odds be ever in your favor, bitch.
5: Let's go. What the fuck does that even mean?
3: <laughs> Come on, Cecil. And I inspire Cecil. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Alright, yeah. I'm gonna cast an Enhance Ability on myself. What a nice. surprise. Um,
2: oh, he's, she's taking steroids before playing with this kid.
0: <laughs> yeah, Lance
1: Armstrong over here.
0: Roll me a d20. Son of a fucking Whatever. <laughs> <laughs> Alright.
1: That's a natural one right there.
0: Roll me a d100. Uh,
1: 46. 46. I don't, I don't think we've done 46 yet. I don't think we
0: have. Okay. For the next minute, you gain five hit points at the beginning of each turn. <laughs> so
1: That's a great one to roll. Roll 46 every single time, guys. Um, yeah, I have advantage on strength checks. So I am an athlete.
0: <laughs> great. Uh, so, yeah, a crowd of kids have gathered around this basketball hoop at this point, And Ratness looks you in the eye. All I- right.
1: I check the ball to her.
0: Uh, yeah, she bounces it back with a lot of force as she stares you dead in the eye.
1: Um, I'm literally gonna hop over this tiny little rat child, take (laughs) it all the way to the post, and, uh, yeah, I'm gonna- I'm
0: gonna- Easy little layout. Great, make me an athletics check.
3: Can I do something while she's waiting on the other end of the court?
0: She's right next to him.
3: Oh, okay, okay. Do you know how
0: basketball works?
3: Sports, man.
1: Um... that's a seventeen.
0: Okay, she rolls an acrobatics check and rolls a twenty, and immediately climbs up your leg and grabs the ball as it's as it's coming back. Can I
1: use my my inspiration die on this?
0: Uh, sure. Yeah,
2: the stakes are so high.
1: That brings it to a twenty-three.
0: Twenty-three. Okay, so you make it faster. Uh, so roll me an athletics check to try and make the layup.
1: Uh, that's another 17 okay
0: yeah you get up there and uh drain it and you hear the crowd go ooh, and she goes okay all right very impressive very impressive
1: all right i take the ball back out so this is street ball right yeah drain a three-pointer
0: uh make me a dexterity check uh 17 yeah <laughs> circles the rim uh and it goes into the basket and she kind of squints at you and i take it and i hand it to her i'm like go Mm. for it she stabs the ball and walks away
3: oh dang it come on
1: (laughs) i turned i turned to the crowd are you not
0: entertained
2: (laughs) (laughs) she like left the area
0: yeah she walked away
3: i give cecil a high five let's go how far away is she right
2: now she's a rat
0: child (laughs) i'm sure make me perception check
3: okay go catch her with your net well i can't see her
0: (laughs) You gotta bully this small yeah. child.
3: No,
2: it's an eleven.
0: <laughs> well, actually, she rolled an eleven as well. Uh, so yeah, I guess you you happen to spot her. Uh, you can see like the crowd shifting a little bit. Uh, she's probably about thirty feet away at this point.
2: Okay, I- I'm gonna I'm gonna cast Jeez. calm emotions <laughs> Nice. On
0: Roll me a D twenty.
2: Seventeen. <laughs>
5: okay.
0: Yeah, you. S- <laughs> 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 you see the crowd shifting and all of a sudden you see them stop and you see them shifting as she walks back and she looks at cecil and she goes i may have overreacted a little bit
1: listen kid where i come from i'm basically the top of the food chain when it comes to oh my god sports
0: okay look i'm calm but i can still get pissed off i mean don't sure sure yeah, I'm, as soon I'm, as, the, as, I'm as, soon just as saying. the
2: spell ends, in one minute, or when I stop staring at her, she's gonna be real pissed.
1: I'm just saying, not many people could take me one-on-one in basketball. But you got it.
0: You realize I'm half your height, right?
1: Yeah, but you were all high and mighty and stuff, so...
0: I mean, I gotta put up a big front, you know? Little person has to kinda act big.
1: I know about that too, okay? See everyone else here? Probably the shortest one out of the majority of people here my age
0: brian winces (laughs) i get it and at this point a minute has passed and she immediately tries to strangle you (laughs) and she looks you dead in the eye and she goes don't ever fucking cross me again okay we can get along just don't act like such a fucking big shot you
1: first bitch
5: (laughs) she starts to choke you (laughs) you
0: take uh you take six damage (laughs) She starts to strangle you. Wren immediately comes up and pulls uh, Ratness off of you. As the crowd around you is going like "fight, fight, fight, fight," and she goes, "There's no fight, no fight. Calm down. It's fine. It's fine." I get
1: up and I move some blood out like on my face, and I look at Ratness and I go,
0: "All right, what are you wiping the way? I just choked you. I didn't. Why? Why <laughs> you're not bleeding? I got bleeding. a nosebleed. Shut up." <laughs> i'm dehydrated <laughs> i took an antihistamine I, I'm, re- I'm real exhausted from that five seconds of basketball we played okay <laughs> i get nosebleeds off Randis goes we'll call it even with this uh and she walks away and ren looks at the four of you and goes it'd probably be best if you go to sleep now we'll talk about things more in the morning
2: all right sounds good i just start pushing cecil towards a brian tent grabs cecil's shoulder and is also a i'm big. trying
1: to get as many high fives as i can
0: on <laughs> yeah some of these kids are like like whispering to each other like wow what a cool guy
2: brian rolls his eyes and casts sleep on cecil
0: <laughs> <laughs> or roll me D d20 first of all
2: Oh, this two.
0: okay now uh roll me i think it's 5d8 right
3: uh, 28 points.
0: Dang.
1: <laughs> uh, I'm still up. But, He's okay. Yeah.
3: <laughs> Dang, that would have been so funny.
1: I, I lean into
0: a crowd. You've lost a lot of blood.
3: Okay, so I reach down in my bag and I look at little Gus and I go, want to help?
0: Always.
3: And I cast Suggestion on Cecil <laughs> and I say, go to sleep. <laughs> We're just trying to carry
2: him to the barracks. Just a- <laughs> We're 13. just going to carry him to the barracks.
1: <laughs> um, that's an uh natural 18 plus 7.
5: <laughs> okay. That son of a bitch. I know.
1: With wisdom beyond his years.
5: <laughs> you should stab him too.
3: Yeah, maybe. <laughs> no. No. <laughs> and I close my bag and I put it back on.
5: <laughs> Wait till he goes to sleep.
0: <laughs> and you close the bag uh, and you make your way back to the barracks and Ren kind of shows you guys into a tent. She also kind of showed you where her tent was where she also sort of does meetings and stuff like that. <laughs> That's and my and
2: tent. Like that. and- I'm just mad she beat me to it. <laughs>
0: <laughs> but also, well, like, oh my god. No, but also
2: I gotta keep in mind that I'm playing a man and that would be really fucking creepy, you know? Like
0: Wouldn't it? <laughs> Ren is too sexy and too powerful. <laughs> yeah, so uh she shows you where her tent is and she goes, uh, if you can meet me there in the morning, I can hmm. inform you a bit more about uh what plans we have going forward. Well, good night.
3: Thank you. Good night. Good night.
0: Thank you. Uh she gives you all a nod and uh Walks out of the tent.
3: I go sleep. I plop down immediately.
1: Is there any logs of wood anywhere? Like for fires and stuff like that?
0: It's pretty bare bones. No, there's not really much down here.
3: I like trash can fires. <laughs>
0: yeah, you definitely passed by a few kids with little trash can fires. Yeah. <laughs> they were burning little Victorian doll dresses.
3: Yes! Um, I'm going to make a tinker check on my shotgun. Go for it. Aw. Eight.
0: It's been a long day. It's like like one in the morning at this point.
3: Oh, gosh.
0: I mean, you guys got into Boomerfield at like six. Oh, that's right. You're having a really hard time staying awake (gasps) trying to work on this thing.
3: Yeah, I think I'm just gonna go to bed. (sighs) Brian, are you already asleep? Yeah, I guess. (laughs) Alright.
1: I'm gonna pull James aside for a quick sec. If James is still awake.
4: James is still awake. Hey, buddy. Some nice moves on the court, man.
1: Yeah, I was... I don't know where that came from. I was pulling that out of my ass. I've never been good at basketball. I know. Wait, you know? Yeah, I'll
4: occasionally pop in and watch a game or two. I saw you tr- do tryouts
1: your freshman year. Yeah, I didn't go over super well. Uh, but it was probably just because... It was probably a height thing. Like I, w- I You know, I, they had a really good point guard already and that's really the only position I could play so I I'm not
4: I'm not giving you shit I mean I am but you know you have other talents other places you know like magic for instance thanks like I don't think I can you've got
1: some you I've seen it you've got a couple tricks up your sleeve that are not like what you have though not like what you can do you know don't don't gas me up I think that I got plenty of that already today but uh no, I appreciate that. Um, yeah, I just I just wanted to, to ask, um, your best guess, how much longer are we going to be here?
4: I don't know. I assume you're over-eager to get home?
1: I thought I was. But... I mean, it's really fun turning into animals. <laughs> like, it's a lot of fun. And then I summoned a shit ton of animals as well. That's also super fun. Yeah. But yeah, there is a part of me that that does want to go back, but I don't know. I I've been kind of paying attention to Victoria and and even Brian over the last couple of days and I mean Brian's really hard to read, but Victoria seems to really enjoy it here actually. And it just kind of made me start thinking too about how long we're going to be here and if we actually I think there will always be a part of us that wants to go back. I don't know. It would. It kind of caught me off guard seeing Victoria kind of come into her element. I kind of. I kind of known of her, uh, not known her, but known of her just just a little bit, just kind of in passing. Because um, she started that rumor about my back knee and shit, and that really messed me up. But I didn't think that she was the type of person to um, care. I don't know. Do you want to get back? I think the
4: choice that a lot of us are going to have to make is whether the power fantasy or reality is more important in the end. I think Brian has already made up his mind, you know, it's reality, it's family, it's about what you value. I mean, you seem to value braggadocio quite a bit on the court, right? That's where some of your value is placed. I'm not criticizing that. We all have different value placements, you know, and having the power fantasy. I get it. I'm more of an outsider than most people. So, yeah, there's a part of me that enjoys this and getting recognition for being noticed. But I don't know how much uh, for the rest of us, how much if this relationships are going to carry over into reality. In other words, are we going to stay who we are like, friends, which I think we've reached that point, if not really strong acquaintances, maybe in Brian's case. Um, I think we are going to get home. But it's about what you're going to keep and what you're going to let go. At the end, are you going to be willing to let go of that power, of that attention, being able to use magic to go back and play baseball? Or are you not?
1: You know, I don't really play a whole lot of baseball.
4: Okay, recreationally, that.
1: <laughs> yeah. I don't know. I feel like the things that I do here are worth more than the things that I do back home. At least... I don't know. I feel like it would make people proud. I don't really... I don't really feel like I'd make... I don't really feel like I make a lot of people proud back home And I mean uh, oh, We kind of are three for three We've helped people And made a difference I wish My dad I wish people could see Um I wish people could see what we did here I wish people could see what you You've done here
4: I don't really have a whole lot of people to see it no.
1: And for what it's worth, I see it.
4: And isn't that what matters? I hope so. Hey, man, I, uh, I'm gonna go take a quick walk. I don't sleep very well anyway, and I need to expend a little more energy before I can pass out.
1: Sure. Um, I'm gonna reach into my khaki bag of tricks. A normal-sized Wallace appears. The little raccoon.
0: No, Wallace was the skunk. Miko was Her... the raccoon.
1: Miko, yeah, yeah, yeah. Sorry, I was looking at the wrong one. Yeah, yeah, Miko the raccoon. I don't know my own children. Um, and I hold up the raccoon, this little trash panda. You want to take him for a walk? I put my
4: uh, arm out so the raccoon can run up and sit on my, Miko can sit on my shoulder. It
0: immediately skitters on to James's shoulder and kind of perches up there and kind of picks at his hair a little bit.
1: Okay. I'm going to go to bed. Thank you for chatting. Thank
4: you. And James walks out of the tent. He's thinking about what he told Cecil about not being able to do magic and do some of the things that he can do. And as he's walking, because he looks at Nico on his shoulder, and he's like, "Magic, magic," and he keeps saying "magic" over and over. And he closes his eyes, and and a familiar voice echoes in his brain—the voice of a, a friendly dragon,
0: a friendly middle-aged female dragon—that
4: says, "Trust me." And James takes out one of his daggers, and from his shoulder goes down a like kind of wall of ice, and goes into the dagger. Um, and he looks at it, and he just kind of goes,
0: "Huh." You hear the same voice echo in your mind. There's more to you than meets the eye. And as you continue walking while your friends are sleeping. Uh, first off, Victoria, make me a wisdom saving throw. All
1: right. I swear if you kill me in my sleep.
3: Plus two. Oh, do I? I have
2: a plus two. Yeah, you're within 10 feet of me as long as I'm conscious.
0: You're not conscious. You're asleep. Oh,
2: <laughs> you're right. No, Brian actually heard that whole thing. He's been awake.
0: Um, no, no, you can't no, say just that. Kidding.
2: I was joke. It was a joke. It was a joke.
3: That's a six. Six. Okay,
0: cool. Good to know. Um, James, as you continue walking... You pass by a few smoldering embers from trash fires. Um, as you come back to the barracks, you hear um, some music playing from down the rows of tents. Can I
4: silently, uh, I mean, my stealth is pretty damn good, Uh, so silently walk towards the, the sound?
0: Yeah, roll me, a, roll me a stealth check. It's not that
4: great on this one. Uh, Eleven.
0: So you uh, are making your way... Through and uh, yeah, you kind of sneak around and you kind of poke your head around the corner and you see that stone that was hanging from Renee's waist. And you see it as playing music and you see her dancing in a bit of a clearing in between the tents. This really kind of fluid movement, but also with sort of this free contemporary flares and modern steps as well. And just a very free expressive dance that she is doing. And as you kind of peek around, Miko goes and like skitters down and like runs <laughs> runs up and like knocks over the stone <laughs> yeah. uh and ring oh oh God. oh it's a raccoon okay um oh james uh i didn't realize anyone else was awake right now yeah did my music wake you
4: no i i i'm just a night owl i'm i'm horrible at sleeping
0: <laughs> well that makes two of us um wanted to make sure i didn't disturb anyone no um,
4: i wish i didn't disturb you the miko it's one of cecil's
0: how am i not surprised well he's very cute kneels down and scritches nico under the chin you know just a little bit of uh, exercise helps me clear my head at times so
4: yeah i take walks when i can't sleep so i understand
0: well i hope you have a good rest of your evening i'll try to keep the music down <laughs>
4: Yeah, no, no worries, but I don't think we... I think the rest of them are asleep by this point, so... You have a a good night. Come on, Miko, wherever the hell you
0: went. <laughs> Miko's, like, gnawing at the stone that is <laughs> on the ground. He sk- skitters back onto your shoulder uh, as she turns the music, music back on a little bit softer, uh, and she continues dancing as you walk away. And uh, you head back to the tent and go to sleep, and... Victoria, as you often do, you sleep very little, but you don't usually need a lot of sleep. As you're, like, kind of nearing consciousness, you hear this voice in the back of your mind. It says, Do it. Do it. Do it! And as you wake up, your hands are, like, right over Cecil's throat.
3: (sighs) Can I move? Can I go- can I move away?
0: You have control of your body at this point, yeah.
3: I- She literally, like, backs up and falls to the floor and just covers her mouth. And kind of just rocks back and forth a little bit. Do what? I'm not going to hurt my friends.
5: Well, you said earlier you wanted to stab him, right?
3: Yeah, he gets on my nerves, but I wouldn't actually stab him. These are my- these are my friends. They're the first ones I had. I'm not going to hurt him.
5: Friends are for schmucks. You can't trust anybody. You can only trust yourself. You said that before, didn't you?
3: Yeah, but it's different now.
5: Is it really?
3: They've had my back. I've had theirs. Yeah, it it is.
5: Well, for how long, though?
3: What do you mean?
5: How long are they gonna have your back? What's gonna happen when shit really hits the fan?
3: Well, if... If they're real friends, they'll hold me accountable or call me higher or have my back, but...
5: But what do you know about real friends?
3: Nothing, really.
5: That's what I thought. Something to think about.
3: What about you? Are you my friend?
5: Me? Oh, I'm nobody's friend. I'm just a little Gus. Good
3: to know. I'm going back to sleep. Good night.
0: Sweet dreams. Fuck off. You go back to sleep as well as all four of you guys end up waking up around the same time, uh, which is a bit unusual. But you guys get yourselves ready and you make your way to Renee's tent and as you kind of push away the fabric uh you see renee seated at a table and ratness <laughs> seated at the other side of the table and as she as you guys walk in she like gives Cecil a death glare
5: oh, I'm gonna fucking gut you
0: like a <laughs>
1: fish I just wave all transgressions all animosity gone from the previous day She just
0: gives you the finger uh and drinks from her <laughs> mug and Ren says oh good I'm um, I'm glad you're all here I hope you slept well
3: there are dark circles under victoria's eyes
0: oh yeah i understand sleeping in a place like this can be a little uh discomforting um so hopefully it'll be a bit more comfortable as time goes on but most importantly she stands and kind of leans over the table and looks at the four of you and she says we need you to go to a rave
2: Let's go. Brian goes absolutely fuck not.
0: <laughs> and with that, <laughs> class is dismissed.
2: Brian at a rave. Are you fucking kidding me? Are you trying to kill him? <laughs> <laughs>
0: and dragons is andy dinehart as victoria hightower danielle grisco as brian tolkien brandon Lindsay as cecil mcnamara jackson pounds as james malden and myself riley wesson as your dm thanks so much for listening to this session if you enjoyed what you heard we'd love to see a five-star review left on our podcast page and even more so we would love for you to share it with a friend word of mouth is what podcasts live and die by i know i say it a million times but that is the case so please share it with a friend Our theme music is Sonic Pogo by Vans in Japan. Other music can be found in the episode description. And our artwork is done by the incomparably talented Carlina Alvarez. Link to her stuff is in the description as well. Until next time, if you plan on working on something, try and set out a schedule and write it down the day before. It can be easier to stick to something you already have written than something you come up with on the fly. Thanks again for listening. We'll see you next session. Um. Okay, just give, give me a few seconds, because I just yeah. realized that I, I had yet to type up a, an intro for this session. Mm-hmm. So that's why I was really quiet while everyone was doing their intros, because I was typing in the
2: background. <laughs> wow, so this is what it's like when Riley puts as much work into this as the rest of us do. Oh, my oh God. Oh,
5: my God. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, boy. Oh, oh boy.
3: I'm going to see myself out.
5: I thought it was funny.